Welcome to Stories from Cumberland, the podcast about the 2019 Youth Media Lab at the University of North Texas. In the last episode, we discussed the importance of media literacy and being able to critically evaluate media in today's society. One of the goals of the Youth Media Lab is to teach media production skills to young people in the North Texas community. After all, if we're teaching them that media are constructed for a purpose, shouldn't they be given the ability to create and share their own messages? When we asked the residents how they interact with media, they initially only talked about themselves as consumers. Only after a little nudging did it seem like any of them understood that they could produce their own as well. They may not be filmmakers, but they do use social media. While an Instagram post is admittedly quite different from a Hollywood film, the concept is the same. So, when you post that picture, do you take it at a certain angle, use a certain filter to convey a certain message? That first lighting. Food goals. <laughs> <laughs> My toast isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And so your goal may not be profit, but your goal may be, hey, look at what I had for breakfast yeah, this morning. Like, Please give me lights or whatever. There's an author, a message, and a purpose. Techniques are used to attract and hold attention. Certain perspectives are represented while others are omitted, and people might interpret the message differently. The teaching fellow, Tim Walker, put it in some simpler terms. But you're not like, nice, trying to right? make that toast look ugly, right? Like, yeah, you're trying to make it look as good as possible. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you want it to like be so tasty. You're like, you're the goat yeah. at making toast. Yeah. 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 No. So, yeah. You're, so your purpose is like to make it look good. Now that these students understood that they can and do produce media on a regular basis, we prepared to give them an even more advanced skill set. Equally important, because we already talked about purpose, and you're not just like going out and just pointing and, sh- and shooting a video of anything, you know? You just want, you want to be decisive and you want to convey your message in a very like suave, cool way, you know? Um, so we're, right now we're going to talk about shot types. And Tim explained that these shot types are part of a media production language. Their purpose is to convey to the crew what the director wants and, ultimately, what the final product should look and sound like. So when you show a close-up, you're closing up on, like, their, not just their face physically, you're getting closer to their emotions and seeing how they genuinely feel. Because if you were at a long shot and you could barely tell if they're like this or like this, you can't, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the purpose of... Getting closer up is to really show the audience, us, or whoever your audience is, what what kind of emotions you want to portray. Do you want to make them sad? Do you want to make them feel angry? Do you want to make them feel happy? Confused? You know? So One of the first projects the Cumberland residents took on was making their own movie trailer in the iPad app, iMovie. Here's Professor Carter explaining the project. So when you get your iPad, you're going to create a trailer, and you're going to get to do a storyboard for it, except this one is going to tell you what to film. So it'll go to create, storyboard. The iPad provided a user-friendly interface that the teens were already quite familiar with. You'll have it on camera, you'll record it, bam, it'll go right here. So it's going to record all the different shots. It'll tell you record an action shot, record someone doing action, record a close-up, record a medium shot. What is a medium shot again? 
the waist up, waist up, we'll say close up, close up, shoulders up. So I'll tell you different shots to film, and at the end, I believe you will art will magically compose this into a movie trailer based on the genre that you chose. So you guys are gonna film the various shot types. Once you film that, you can go to the outline and put like different titles and text and things like that, like your name or you know, directed by cast members and things like that. Just a day after learning the basics with an iPad, Ryan and Tim helped the residents make the jump to some pro-level equipment. What is this? I just want to know. Camera. camera. Is it a camera? Can anybody be a little bit more specific? A filming camera. Ooh, it's okay. It's a device Closer. that lets you film things. <laughs> yeah. Is there film in it? Ryan, can you tell me what this is? This is a digital cinema camera. There is no film in this. This is all recorded digitally to where you'd be able to put it on an SD card and put it to your computer. And then there you can put it on a hard drive or a flash drive from there. So no need for film, no need to send it off somewhere for them to send it back, and no need for the big giant rolls to come in and all that extra hassle. Everything's digital, so it's a lot easier to use. So the specific camera that we're working with is a Panasonic DVX200. We have multiple cameras like this throughout um, here at UNT, but this is the one that we are going to be using. We have a couple of them, or five of them to be exact, for all of us to use today. So me and Tim, or Tim and I, are just going to be going over these cameras today. While some of them were apprehensive to approach this hulking piece of expensive looking equipment, the gung-ho attitude of others encouraged participation. They learned even more production language, like... Right, can anyone tell me what a zoom is? What, what happens when you zoom? Yeah. Yeah, it's and when like, you zoom out, it gets like harder. Yeah, it gets I mean, closer. It's a very, very common thing that you see on like <laughs> oh, really? weird memes and stuff on Snapchat, and Instagram, or Twitter. And I mean, like, <laughs> and there you go. Zoom. It's, it's not a hard concept, and a lot of these concepts aren't that difficult because, like, we all have phones, and at the, I mean, this day and age, all phones have cameras. I'll be honest. As someone who has never touched a camera of this type, I struggled with learning how to use it. The residents from Cumberland, however, did not. Come on, it's risky. Don't be scared. No, because I have hard hands, and I'm heavy-handed, and I use hard stuff. You are. Don't be afraid of this camera. This camera's locked down. You're going to be good. I'm here with you. What the? Oh, I can't see. You see Rob? Nope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to pan to Rob, yeah. Professors Vickery and Carter set them out with the UNT teaching fellows to record their own silent short films. By focusing on shot types and telling their stories visually, the residents really focused in on how to use the camera to effectively communicate. Despite their creative constraints, each group was able to craft their own unique story. They did not edit their films, that was something left up to Professor Carter during lunch. So they were in awe when they saw their hard work come together into a finished project. So. We have this beautiful technology. We can capture people, we can capture everyday life. But what is missing? Sound. Sound. There is no audio. The following day, the students returned to learn how to properly record audio. Like the camera before it, 
This was also a highly technical lesson. Different microphones can be used for all sorts of purposes. Audio is a complicated but important business. If audio is done poorly, it can ruin the entire experience. If it's done properly, well, you probably won't think about how it's done at all. Here's teaching fellow and MFA grad student Ebony Johnson explaining the depth of audio work to the students. So many different jobs when you are in the audio, when you're in the audio team. So if we're in field, a book operator is in field, I would say, on set. You can also be a mixer, and that's going to be mixing your dialogue together with your sound recorder. You can be a music supervisor. So that person is in charge of... Getting the music, exactly, getting the music for the film, getting the rights, the licensing, and it's over the entire team. You can be a composer. There are also people who create all the extra sounds for TV shows and film. You see, the noises you hear in a movie, from snowy footsteps and twigs snapping, to the banging of pots and pans and gunshots, aren't usually made by the actors. This is something one of the Cumberland residents, who we'll call Jay, was proud of herself for already knowing. I've seen like, I like watching background, like how it was made, and I know like there's these rooms that they're crumping paper, and in the movie they're doing the same thing, and yeah. it's really cool, like I would want to get paid to do that. Yeah, like, making it's a really cool job. Making these sounds is the work of someone known as a Foley artist. These people carefully record and even make up sounds to match those on screen, or in the case of audio storytelling, to enrich the experience for the listener. So now we're gonna move on to an activity uh, where you get to be a Foley artist, and we're gonna have you tell an audio, uh, either a fairy tale, a fable, it's your group's decision to choose what type of story you want to create, but you have to do this with audio only. After having to tell a story visually, the young people we worked with were now telling stories audibly. The students broke into groups to record scripts and sounds for fairy tales. They had to get creative. One resident in my group had the brilliant idea of stepping on crumpled paper to simulate crunching leaves as Goldilocks walked through the woods in our story. Yet again, each group was able to create something wholly unique in a short amount of time. We heard everything from sound effects created through unconventional means to completely new takes on classic fairy tales. After accomplishing both audio and video, the next day would combine the two in a completely new experience. On this day, the Cumberland residents would get to fly see dinosaurs, and visit outer space. That morning, the students stepped into the studios of North Texas Television, UNT's official TV station run by the Media Arts Department. NTTV is the home of several shows produced by UNT students, including NTTV News, Be Scared, and Late Night at North Texas. Brittany and Professor Carter gave a rundown on the studio and its various positions. Um, this control number is the control room, and that's the audio thing. Um, so what we're going to do in a little bit is have rotations with all of y'all in these different spots. Um, that way we prep for our activity this afternoon. The studio also has a lot of positions, so communication is key. Some of the teens picked up on this fairly early. Tell me more. What about communication? Um, you could, like, I don't know, work together and, like, listen to what one another is saying or, like, what you have to say to 
for them to do it. No, that's that's key. That's key. In this type of set, there's so many different moving parts, right? And every single part is important, from the lighting to the audio to the prompter to the um, the switcher. All that is important. So everyone, if they're listening for a communication from the director, they're good. So listening. Having that clear communication. I Once again, those production languages Tim talked about came into play. The teens also learned about interviewing by making a short talk show. Professor Carter explains again. So what we're going to do after lunch, we're going to spend a few minutes and we're going to plan a talk show. And start things. So the talent, instead of us, instead of people, we're going to do a fun thing where we're going to use the stuffed animals as talents with voices from you guys, if that makes sense. So think about which stuffed animals you want on the screen. Start thinking about some possible topics over lunch. Like keep it simple and fun. So what are you gonna ask the gorilla? Are you gonna ask him about his home? Are you gonna ask him his favorite food? You can ask the same questions. And we're just gonna, we're gonna do the voice, like you guys are gonna do the voices, but um, and then we're gonna do the same thing with the cameras. We'll set them up, camera one, two, and three, and have different cameras for each animal. So think about what are possible questions. You can make it fun. You can make it serious. Either way, it'll be cool just to get a, a, a fun talk show done in a creative way, okay? Interviewing is all about effectively listening to create appropriate questions and responses. Hello. Welcome to Miranda's talk. I'm Miranda, and I'm here today with the Stuffies. Tell me how you guys got the name Stuffies. Well, one day we were just hanging out, and we were, like, talking about music and said we should start a band. And then we were just throwing names out there. And she just yelled out stuffies because all her animal, stuffed animals are laying out. How'd you guys meet, Rick? Um, we went to McDonald's. I spilled um, some soda on her. He said that when he was at McDonald's and he spilled some soda on me. I, I introduced him to Keith because I had a college class with Keith. Yes, we sure did. We had these skills are useful for everyday people not just talk show hosts a teleprompter certainly helps but sometimes you have to learn to go off the cuff the random pauses we can work on that um just like continuing and being more serious and um i think having a script for everyone is better just because like there's no uh, no stutter, no nothing, just having practice, and then when it's actual time of video, it's like perfect. Definitely having a script definitely helps. Also, sometimes, like, hosts, they're good at what's called, like, banter or an improv, so they may read the opening line, but then they, they can expand on it just naturally, just how they would talk in the conversation. That's one thing you can do. Um, also, a lot of times with interviews, when there's guests or talent that are being interviewed, they already have an idea on what's gonna be, what the topic is going to be, so they can already go over in their mind, oh, we're going to talk about food, so I'm going to talk about this, this, and this. So you can give them things so they know what to talk about. You don't really want to script the, the guest, their lines, because then it'll sound robotic. It'll sound like they're reading the answer, if that makes sense. But definitely working on that script. What else? On the last day of the first week, we decided to give the Cumberland residents another in-depth view of the forms of production we cared about. These breakout sessions allowed the Cumberland residents to think more about what they liked doing over the past week. The teaching fellows broke into four groups. Ryan and Tim went over documentary filmmaking. Ebony and I taught audio storytelling. Danielle and Dusty discussed animation. And Ashley and Brittany covered more about studio production. After spending a week dipping their toes into different types of production and seeing that they too could recreate the things that they have seen and heard, 
Dusty told the residents that the next week would be spent producing their own projects. About next week, pretty much all we're doing is you're going to be in groups making your own project together. And that's like how we've been doing where you do like a short project in the afternoon. You're going to have days for pre-production, so getting your script here. So you'll have the f like a full day to do that and then a full day to day, day and a half, depending on what you need to like actually produce or to record, do the video camera. And then you'll have another day, day and a half to edit it down. So, so everyone knows, like this is gonna, this is you'll have time to like actually work on these projects. Yeah. It's not gonna be the same short projects we've been doing. So, more fully developed projects. Yeah, stories you want to tell, or issues, or topics that are important to you. Um, and then I think it didn't matter if they wanted to entertain or inform, self-express or self-advocate. The Youth Media Lab at UNT prepared the Cumberland residents adequately. With each lesson. We pulled the curtain further and further back on how to make the residents' desired message a reality. We hope that media production becomes more accessible and equitable for all populations. We believe that it gives everyone a chance to express themselves and share their point of view with the world. Thank you for listening to Stories from Cumberland. Don't forget to listen to how this starts to come together in the next episode, Storytelling and Self-Advocacy. You can learn more about the Youth Media Lab online at mediaarts.unt.edu. Information about Cumberland Presbyterian Children's Home and how you can help can be found on their website, cpch.org.